Welcome to a new episode of the Empower to Grow podcast, your go-to career advice podcast if you are an international engineer or technical expert looking to grow to the next level of your career in Germany. My name is Sarah and it is my passion to support you to create a career where your life and work are not two separate things but one entity. As a former tech recruiter and certified coach, I will give you easy-to-follow steps for your job search and application process, tons of inspiration for your personal development and hands-on advice from inspirational interview guests. Get ready to take some notes and enjoy today's episode. Hello again to a new episode of the Empower to Grow Career podcast. In the past two weeks, I've had the pleasure to work with some highly academically educated people. So currently, actually, four of the clients I have are PhDs, postdocs, and people with some tremendous research experience. And they all have the common goal of moving to the industry, so away from their research field. And this has prompted me to do a podcast episode specifically for all researchers, PhDs and postdocs out there who are looking to move to um, industry jobs for the first time in Germany. So today I have five tips for you of how to turn your experience into valuable benefits for your job search um, and yeah let's start with number one and it is make a decision so no matter if your research might be applied to a variety great variety of industries or you have gained a more general expertise in a research institute that would be used more specifically in the industry um, no matter what applies to you, I would strongly recommend you to make a decision of where you want to be going in the future. So um, currently I have this one client who's actually kind of urgently looking for a new job and um, he has done some very specified research um, in the area of liquids, which can be applied to any industry that has got anything to do with liquids. So no matter if it's food, chemical, automotive, aerospace, wherever, um, theoretically, he can use his knowledge anywhere. But I mean, imagine how much pressure that puts on you to be able to work anywhere and to display this anywhere in your CV, in your documents and in your interviews. So I strongly advise you to make a decision to go for one, a maximum two or three industries because now that you're applying to them and you're actively job searching in the, uh, in the industries, um, you will have to be able to tell hiring managers of each of these industries how exactly your knowledge will benefit them in their field and how you can apply it there. So if you go for a high number of industries, you will have to create targeted cover letters and CV for every single one of them 
explaining how you your research experience will benefit the specific field that the hiring managers you're going to work for are in. And this is why I clearly say make a decision which industry and ideally also which role you want to go for. My second tip is explain it to an eight-year-old. And yes, I am serious. You have spent all these years gaining in-depth knowledge, writing scientific articles, giving lectures, presenting at expert conferences. And now I'm telling you, explain your research to an eight-year-old. But from now on, every single person you get in touch with in your hiring process needs to be able to easily understand what you're doing. So I know that it's very hard for highly um, skilled academic people to get it into a few short sentences what you've been doing all those years in your research projects. But if you're meeting somebody, if you're giving your first introduction to a recruiter, um, you need to be able to say it within a couple of sentences what you have been doing. So for that, I would suggest to use a very simple structure um, aligned with the Carl technique that I that I usually suggest for um, for structuring your answers in interviews. So start with the context. What is the broader context that your research has been embedded into? What was uh, what's it meant to be for? So um, what is essentially the goal of your research? Then. Briefly summarize the tasks you've been doing. So if you've been experimenting, if you've been simulating, if you've been um, coding, um, whichever tasks you've been doing, summarize the result um, that you have achieved with your PhD, for example, or your postdoc research um, tasks, and then also what you've learned from it. And ideally, you find examples that everyone can relate to. So one of my clients has explained the, um, his research that he did into in the velocity of, of liquids by um, squeezing chocolate through the filling machine. And um, everyone who knows me knows that I'm a big fan of chocolate. So I could definitely easily relate to this example. And this is ideally what you're aiming to do. So explain your research as easily as possible. So an eight-year-old child will understand and do it by using examples that are easily understood to ensure that everyone, no matter who you're speaking to, understands the essence of what you've been doing. And that already brings me to my third tip find out how high you have to fly. And by that, I mean, before you start to get into conversations, for example, in an interview with the people um, who are interviewing you, um, find out how much knowledge they have about your field and adjust your own level of detail to the person to you are speaking to. 
So, for example, not all hiring managers, although they might be engineers, are also in-depth technical experts. So there are department heads, for example, who have a variety of different teams within their departments, each team specializing on uh, different fields. So while they might have a great general overview about what their department is doing, They will certainly not be experts for every specific technical detail um, that is within their scope of management. So although you might perceive them as technical experts because they are set in your interview as the hiring manager and as the technical um, counterpart to yourself, they might actually have no clue what you are talking about when you're explaining your research in depth. And I have also experienced this myself when I was interviewing um, research candidates with a lot of experience. So I've had this one interview experience, for example, where a candidate had prepared a 30-minute presentation, including slides, about his research. And he didn't even check before if we wanted to hear this, if we had planned the time, how much knowledge we had. So he just presented for 30 minutes straight the in-depth results, including the formulas, um, everything about his findings. And I mean, I was the recruiter, so I, I thought that the hiring manager who was with me, he would understand so um, eventually I actually did interrupt this candidate because, um, yeah, the time slot that we had created was about to end soon. But when I inquired with the hiring manager later, then he also told me that he was not able to understand the in essence of what that candidate was explaining to us. So actually it did result in a reject because... Um, The candidate did not display communication skills by making sure if we are actually ready for his presentation, if we were able to understand it, if it was the right time and the play, right place for it. So um, we yeah, made the assumption that because he did it that way, it would be the same when he was interacting with clients, that he wouldn't be able to show great communication skills with clients as well. So to ensure that you adjust your level to their current level of knowledge, start by asking them a few questions about their experience in your field to find out if they have any at all and how deep it's going. So I mean, if you um, happen to be interviewed by a hiring manager who has a PhD as well and who has worked in research for a few years too, then that is great. Then you know that you're good to go explaining in depth and in detail what you have done. But if this is not the case, then make sure to stay on a more general level so to fly a little bit higher and adjust all your presentations and your examples to them. My tip number four is, because of all the years you have worked in the research field, and you bring a high number of skills to the table and to the market that you have because of that background, and they need to be highlighted very clearly. So ask yourself, um, 
when preparing your uh, um, application documents or also targeting your LinkedIn profile, um, what is it that you can bring to a company that somebody without your research experience cannot? So um, usually you have uh, a great skill to um, abstract great problems, to to break them down into manageable tasks. So all of you have done a PhD, you have a PhD degree. That means at some point in your life, you've been giving this um, huge task that you know you had about three years time to fulfill and then you had to break it down into manageable steps. So it's actually a good example of a project management skill that you have there. Um, yeah, everyone who has completed their PhD um, has shown a great example of um, being disciplined. So if you really do that for those three years or however long it took you, um, you have been disciplined to go on and on with the same topic until you've reached the solution and until you got there. So that is something that is very unique about researchers um, alongside a lot of other benefits. So make sure to highlight these amazing results that you have achieved in the past. I suggest that you create a list of them and um, write them down very clearly and specifically and then select them for your CV or for your LinkedIn profile. Um, um, yeah, for your CV specifically um, with the job in mind that you're applying for. So make the decision which of your specific achievements will be relevant for the job you are, you are currently applying for. Yeah, I mean, just show them what an amazing expert you are, what you have to, what you can do, um, what your knowledge is, which tools you're an expert at, how your experience can be applied to different fields. Just show them, tell them, highlight it in all of your documents. My tip number five is to change your attitude. So um, one of those clients has told me what I did in my research was like um, creating high quality gourmet meals and now I'm barbecuing sausages. If this is the attitude, then of course it is a little bit hard for you to understand why you're actually going into uh, the industry and work on industry projects. I mean, first of all, remember that it was your own choice. So you are making the choice not to continue in the research field anymore, but to move to um, companies that are operating on the free market out there. So remind yourself about your motivation behind that decision and write it down. What motivated you or motivates you now to move to a company? Is it because you feel you can make more money? Is it because your, um, your work will have a more direct way of um, being applied to some some projects that you're more able to see the end result um, yeah what is it that motivates you and also where are you looking to go in the future so what do you want to achieve with the work that you're looking to do next 
just take a few notes and become clear about your goals and that will then automatically change your attitude towards the job search that you're in now. It is your free decision. If you love your research field so much, then I mean, feel free to stay. It is a fantastic field and nobody's forcing you to leave it. So just remember, it is your choice. You can always choose where you're going next. And these have actually already been my five tips for you how to job search Uh, effectively as a PhD graduate, a postdoc or uh, a research professional. Um, to summarize them again quickly, the first one was to make a decision. So decide which industry and which role you're applying for now and target your documents according to these roles, especially showing which benefits you bring for these, uh, to these specific industry. The second tip was Explain it to an eight-year-old, so be able to break your research down into simple steps with uh, attractive examples that everybody can understand. The third one was find out how high you have to fly. So with everybody you speak to, make sure that you understand how um, good their understanding is of your field and how you have then have to adapt your um, level of detail to their knowledge. The fourth one was work out your benefits. So write down and um, insert into your CV the benefits you bring to the company because of your research background. And the fifth one is change your attitude. So become clear of why you want to move to the industry and to the free market. Um, write down your motivation behind it and then that will be your drive why and how you will achieve this goal. So this was a short and quick episode for today. I hope I was able to give all um, yeah, academic professionals Uh, some idea of how to be successful in their job search with these small tips. I mean, everything else that I'm usually teaching or telling you applies to you as well. So this is what I specifically had in mind and I wanted to share with you. I'm very happy to receive your thoughts on this on LinkedIn. And as always, I'm happy to connect. So bye for now. Yours, Sarah.